Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Some of the biggest names in tennis took to the grass courts of England, Germany, and Spain today with the championships at Wimbledon only five days away. We'll get you all the scores and highlights, including Serena Williams' second doubles match at Eastbourne with a singles comeback date at SW19 on the horizon. TC Live starting right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome into our studios in Santa Monica, California. Great to have you with us. Rob Simulcare here, Hall of Famer Tracy Austin there, and Jan Michael Gamble been rescued from the play-by-play booth <laughs> to make an appearance on TC Live. Nice to see you here. Appreciate you having me. Absolutely. And guys, you know, we, we obviously had so much excitement seeing Serena Williams back on court yesterday. A little bit smoother ride from the get-go today, Jan Mike. All that rust knocked off. Yeah, you know, it was interesting yesterday. I felt like every set she played, she got a little bit better in that 10-point match tiebreak to finish it off. What incredible tennis from everyone involved in that match. It was exciting tennis. Today was more of the Serena of old that we kind of expect to see Serena on the court. But what can you expect if you're a year off? It's, it's a lot. And I think she's using these matches as the practice she needs for Wimbledon. Uh, the serve, I think, is going to get better and better. I think it's going to be a tool that she really needs at Wimbledon this year. Uh, but the tennis was high quality today. Yeah, the serve was much closer to what we're normally used to seeing from Serena. She was down 1-3 or 1540 in one of her service games and three aces in a row, back-to-back. When the chips were down, Serena had it. And I also thought that Anshu Burr played a lot better today. I think yesterday she was a little overwhelmed with who she was playing with. She had the extra nerves playing with Serena Williams, the legend. (laughs) Today she just went out and played tennis. She did, and so you'll see a much better start here as Jabour and Serena Williams take to the court. Second doubles match taking on the team of Aoyama and Chan. And really, right from the start, you could see the comfort level was there for this uh, fairly new doubles team. Yeah, absolutely. I thought Serena was moving better. It just looked more instinctive. I think she had plenty of nerves at the beginning of yesterday's match also because it had been 51 weeks since she'd been playing in front of a crowd. And you just saw the energy. This is where Serena was starting to serve bombs. She serves it down the tee. She serves it wide. She started to pick her spots. And the velocity was much better than yesterday. And also, they played one match together. They came through 13-11 in the match tiebreak yesterday. So they just know each other a little bit better, and that certainly helps. The effort here, this was definitely one of the points of the match. The effort from Angelique was remarkable. They seem like they're really enjoying themselves out there. And, Jan, Mike, I think you made an excellent point. Every match that Serena gets to play, not necessarily on, she's played plenty of tennis, but for Serena, she'll be feeling better and more comfortable for the Wimbledon singles. Yeah, I can think a couple things, a couple points you, good points you made is, first of all, Angebur has not played a lot of doubles. Mm. And she's so creative in singles, she needs to actually be less creative in doubles, more straightforward, put the volleys away, less drop shots, and just be, keep it simple. She can learn so much from Serena Williams, obviously. Um, for Serena, I think she's having a lot of fun on the court, which I think is, that's, that's the ticket right there. Why keep doing this if it's not fun for her to do it? Forget about the pressure. Forget about the stress of going out there at Wimbledon and walking on that singles court. Just have fun in the moment now. She's improved from yesterday already. And 
I think that it's, it's interesting, too, in her post-match interviews, she's sort of deflecting, talking more about, about Ons Jabeur and how much fun she's having out there in the court, not really take, talking about her own game, but you can see it. She's engaged in the face, and it's going to be fun to see what happens at Wimbledon. Tracy, speaking of Serena's game, we've watched it now for a couple of days. What do you think she needs to spend the most time on the practice court working on before Wimbledon? I think returns. I think her serve is elevated quicker than her returns. I mean, she had some wonderful returns, but when she's playing her best, when she's won those 14 doubles, grand slams, and the two in mixed, she rarely missed a return. That's just getting the comfort level of the grass, getting used to the, the pressure of those big points and getting that return back in play. But every single part of her game, the serve, the movement, the instincts, the consistency, the depth, the pace, everything has gone up another level. And that's great to see. All right. Well, despite all the attention to Serena, they're playing singles in Eastbourne as well. Let's check in on two-time Wimbledon champ Petra Kvitova in action today. Yeah, Kvitova actually way ahead of the first set. Ended up losing quite a few games in a row from 5-2 up in the first set. Ends up losing this first set with that missed forehand wide. However... Certainly resets very nicely in the second here, up 5-0, cruising through the second. Big backhand return when Kvitova is returning well. She is so dangerous on the grass because the serve is always there for her. And here's the end of this match. Kvitova solid through it, had to do it in three sets, but very solid in the end. It was a good win over Bolter out there. Bolter coming off the win of her life over Pliskova in the previous round. So there you see the quarterfinals there. The defending champion, Ostapenko, through the quarterfinals. Camila Georgi, a pretty easy win over Garbine Muguruza as well. So Muguruza's struggles this year continue. What really sticks out to me is the top part of the draw, Haddad Maya. She has won two titles on grass coming into this tournament here and now two more wins so 12 in a row look out for her she's a tough lefty on this surface Kvitova if she gets up ahead of steam if she goes to the semis the finals here look for her to be very dangerous at Wimbledon we know she's won two times there Ostapenko's looking good in the last one Tomova is a lucky loser and now she's in the quarterfinals beat Flipkins today Flipkins is who she lost to in the last round of qualifying. So just three <laughs> days later, she flips the switch there. That's a good story. That is a great story. Well, it's not a tough sell to get folks to go to Mallorca, apparently, because it's a stacked field down there. Stefano Tsitsipas loving his time down there, taking on Ilya Ivashka. Yep. So Steph Tsitsipas actually got a wild card into this event because... He needed more time on grass. He has gotten to the fourth round of Wimbledon once, a few other first-round losses. You think his game would match up beautifully on grass. He's playing well. He's serving well. But he's trying to find that magic dust. What can I do better to go deeper at Wimbledon? He seems to have all the tools. Love this point because it was power and finesse. When will you see, Jan Mike, the law of volley these days because players aren't at the net. And another ace for Sitsipas. He's starting to play well. Lost second round last week to Kyrgios, so he just wanted a little more tennis this week. He's been talking about how much fun he's having down there. Meanwhile, Daniil Medvedev, of course, will not be playing Wimbledon next week, so really no reason not to try to go deep in this tournament here, and he's taking on Karatsev for only the second time. Yeah, absolutely. And, well, neither one of these guys can be playing necessarily there, but Medvedev... Absolutely tough first set. Kratsev had some answers there. Got through the first set 6-4. Then Medvedev really steps it up. He's been actually playing quite well on the grass. Obviously, some of his best results on the hard courts. Starting to play better on the clay. I think he's starting to figure out the grass as well. He's really 
in the sure footing now, I think, at number one in the world. So that's a major thing for him to kind of realize that. Start putting the results on week to week. To keep that ranking, you have to have the results. He needs the points, and he's getting some points there as he continues through that 250 in Mallorca. There you see the draw there. Marcos Giron gets through a matchup against fellow American Mackie McDonald. And Nick Kyrgios, after a nice win in the previous round, he retired, said he woke up, had abdominal pain. And so it was a walkover there, actually, for Bautista Agut. He is through as well. And you look at that, uh, that draw in, in Mallorca. Interesting there, 250. The, you know, some, some motivation questions there, obviously, for some players. How deep do they want to go? Like Sitsipas with Wimbledon right on the horizon. Who do you think needs to make a run there? Well, you could say some of the lower-ranked players should develop confidence, but I'm looking at a player that I think should be doing better at Wimbledon, and I'm going to go with Sitsipas again. In fact, he got to the quarters a couple of tournaments ago, second round. That's a tough draw. Lost to Kyrgios, so he needed more matches. But the backhand slice, I think he's going to start to realize that he has to knife it. It can't just be a slice that he massages because that sits up on the grass. The forehand, when he hits topspin, it sits up on the grass, particularly if you don't hit it deep enough. So that forehand has to be more linear. And he's got great skills in the forecourt. I think look to approach more. He's six foot four, six foot five. Get to the net to finish more points. He had such a great clay court season, which you expect from Sitsipas. Grassy was 2-2 two and two so far coming into this. So can he get some momentum going into Wimbledon? Well, I think he absolutely can get some momentum. The, the one thing about the grass is that what, what players can do to him, certain types of players, if you can get the ball big through the court, big into that backhand. And if he can catch it late, he can't hit that ball up the line as well as he does. He uses that line ball so well on the other surfaces, certainly on clay, to maneuver. Uh, you have to hit it bigger on the grass. He can't just use that kind of a floater up the line. He, you're, you're right, Tracy. He can't be floating the slice. He's got to knife it, keep it a little bit lower. I, I like all the components of his game for the grass. I think it's just a little more time on the surface to sort of figure it out. Mm-hmm. Well, some good thoughts there from an American man who knows something about playing on grass. You've had some success there. When we come back, we'll look at the American men, their chances on grass, a flashback to the last American to go all the way at Wimbledon and a talk about who might make some news and some waves at Wimbledon coming up on TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. How about a flashback to the year 2000? This is my main man, Jan Michael Gamble, in the quarterfinals against a guy named Pete Sampras. And, Jan Mike, what do you remember from that one? I like that first shot right there. I covered the the dropper. I saw it coming on this one. What was it like to play Pete? Not a bad return, but right here. Cover the the tee, Gamble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you weren't the first he did that to, Jan Mike, as uh, Sampras got through to the semis there at Wimbledon, and then on to the final went Pete, where he did this. A win there for Sampras over Patrick Grafter. Oh, great to see a Patrick Grafter flashback there, the great servant volleyer. But this was the last American to hold the trophy at Wimbledon on the men's side. And 
since Sampras won in 2000. These are the deepest runs for Americans at Wimbledon. Seb Court, a fourth round last year. Look at Sam Querrey, by the way. Quarterfinals in 2019, semis in 17, and quarters in 16. So some Americans have had some success. You don't think of American men doing a lot these days, but this seems to be the surface they can do the most damage. And so as we get set for another Wimbledon, they are playing in Eastbourne. The American men trying to get ready here. Maxime Cressy, a new name to a lot of American tennis fans here, Tracy, but a lot of people think he's got the game to succeed on this surface. Yeah, he's not new to me growing up in the juniors in Southern California, and those brown strokes have improved so much. He's always been a serving volleyer, but for Max Cressy to maneuver, to get back to that forehand, and then execute the down the line, very light on his feet. There's about six foot five with a monster serve, and another ace, just the 12th of the day. He is gonna be a dangerous floater at Wimbledon. That was a bit of a chippy match there. Dan Evans was not in a good place for a lot of that match. It was an interesting one to watch. Meanwhile, Yannick Sinner taking on Tommy Paul Sinner, his first grass court event of the season. Yeah, Sinner's still looking for his first win on the grass, if you can believe that, as well as this guy's play. He's not won a match on the grass courts in an ATP event quite yet. And Tommy Paul with some amazing stuff there that passed up the line. Tommy played a good first set, had one chance and took it. Well, Sinner responded nicely in the second, got the break, 6-3. But Tommy stepped up, stayed consistent throughout this match and played some fantastic tennis, was solid, made good decisions, and in the end, the better player on the day. All right, so there you see the draw in England there as there's one spot left in the quarters. The Martinez-Penniston match was suspended, so still one quarterfinal match yet to go. Yeah, Cam Norrie, who's so good on grass, is going to have his hands full with Cressy. How about Draper? This is a young Brit who is... Taking out so many big names, Schwartzman today, and taking them out in style. He's got a huge lefty serve. Taylor Fritz, he's got his first win on grass of the season up against Bublik tomorrow. And that's kind of surprising for Taylor Fritz. He's played two previous grass court tournaments this season and hasn't won a match. Well, you see a lot of American flags on that draw. And I'll turn to you when you think about next week and the week after at Wimbledon. Who are you looking at right now in the, of the American men? 14 American men in the top 100 right now. Who do you think can really do some damage the next couple of weeks? Well, I think the first and most important thing that we have to acknowledge is the fact that we actually have a host. We have a, a nice group yeah. that, could, that could do some damage at Wimbledon. So you, you look at the big servers. You look at, at John Isner, obviously. You look at Riley Opelka. You look at Taylor Fritz. Fritz is going to be hungry at Wimbledon. You know, he had all those great results on the hard courts, played pretty well on the clay, hasn't done great on the grass yet, might do well here. This, this week has some opportunities. But he's going to be hungry to have the results there, wants it bad. Sam Query, for me, is, is, is maybe a little bit of a, of a floater. He's qualified a couple times, knows how to win at Wimbledon, knows how to win those three out of five set matches. So he's my floater. I like that one, actually, because Sam, we've seen he's done so well at Wimbledon. He's ranked about 100 right yeah. now. So that seems like a, a, Slow funk, for Sam. a funky <laughs> number <laughs> near Sam's name. Definitely. Grass is perfect surface for him, so he can make some inroads here. The other name I like is Tommy Paul. Tommy, if you look at the results from the last three weeks, he's won the most matches. He's had some big wins, beat Sinner today. Francis hasn't won a match yet. You've got John Isner, who hasn't even played a grass court tournament yet. So not one match until Wimbledon starts, but... That serve, he's always going to be dangerous. You think of the big servers, Jan Mike, you know, whether it's uh, Opelka or Isner, that's what you think about on grass. That's why I love Cressy. I just love what I'm seeing from him if he can put it all together. 
Absolutely. I mean, Cressy is one of the most fun players to watch, and we saw that highlight from you know, Pete playing Rafter in that final. It's, my mind immediately goes to, are we ever going to see another certain volley or win Wimbledon? Mm-hmm. Could that happen? Maybe. You know, they've slowed the courts down there a little bit from the past, so they don't play quite as fast as they used to, so it's even a little bit harder to be that certain volley, but Cressy's doing it on every surface, and he's so exciting to watch. Does he have the confidence to get through those matches is the question. Or he can just set that aside and play great. You know, you've seen people come through those, those draws at Wimbledon before. I'd, I'd love to see it. I know Max. He's got the confidence. Yeah, he's true. got the confidence. Uh, he the size of this room. And, and well, you, you wonder how much of it is that actual bravado and real confidence. That's when a you, good one. You put your foot down and you're, all of a sudden you're in a quarterfinal, semifinal, and you're like, okay, I'm still going to have that confidence against a, you know, a major name. Yeah, yeah, really good point. The last one is Opelka. That's perplexing yeah. to me because he's had such a good string, such a good string of wins in the spring. Um, and then gets to grass. He won Junior Wimbledon. You think he'd feel comfortable there. The serve. How do you break that serve on grass? And yet this week he lost three and one to Cressy. So might be in a, in a funky mood right now. I don't know. But Opelka, I think it can be dangerous. <laughs> All right. When we come back, we will turn to the ladies. They are playing in Germany. Plus, has Coco Goff revealed who her mixed doubles partner might be at Wimbledon? We'll tell you when we come back on TC Live. To Germany we go now. The women playing a 250 event there and a matchup of Americans, Amanda Anasimova and Ann Lee. Amanda came out playing on fire, ready to go from the start. Gets the early break, as you can see there. Gets a second break. Nice deep return. Showed a little finesse on the drop shot. Found the spot on the pass. Really played an exceptional first set there. Getting through it six games to love. And right here at 5-2, just cruising through this match. I like the big game for the grass. She's got the good serve. She returns exceptionally well. I think she can do a lot of damage. So she is through. And a look at the draw there. You see Bianca Andrescu through to the quarterfinals. It's actually her first career grass court quarterfinal. So interesting there. Simona Halep will take on Anna Samova in the next round. These are some fantastic matches. And you look down at the bottom of the draw, Sabine Lisicki, I think she's 36 years old now on her comeback. And she loves the grass. She's always going to be dangerous. Kerber, a former winner here in Bad Homburg, won last year. And of course at Wimbledon also, Halep, a Wimbledon titleist. That's the match that I'm looking for. That's the one I'm highlighting. Halep and Anna Samova. All right, to the social net we go now. And, of course, everybody excited to see Rafa Nadal back on the courts of Wimbledon, along with Novak Djokovic, the top two men's seeds. And neither one of them playing any of the grass court tune-up events, but they're both getting some practice in here. They're actually both playing in a, an exhibition as well. So they're getting their practice in, just not a tournament. Yeah, and it's great to see Rafa out there because at the end of Roland Garros, we weren't quite sure what was going to be happening with his foot. Seems like things are going in the right direction. And actually, they both played an exhibition at Hurlingham, which has been going on for decades, just to get the reps in. So Rafa played against Vavrinka and Djokovic played against FAA. Yeah, absolutely. And you see uh, Novak actually out there on the All-England courts, uh, getting some extra time on those courts. That is... A very tough commodity to come by getting on those courts, so making the use of that. And and absolutely, Rafa's ready to go. If he's he's stepping foot on the courts, he's going to give it his all. So it's going to be exciting to see what he can accomplish this year at Wimbledon. 
All right, well, on to the never-ending coaching conversation. Uh -huh. Of course, we all know the rule change that was announced in the hardcore season. They're going to allow some coaching on the men's side, and not surprisingly, some opinions. Patrick Moritoglu basically came out and said he thinks it's good. Nick Curios, not so much. Not so much. It's funny how the coaches seem to like it, and so many of the players don't seem to like it because – they like to think their way through a match. That's the beauty of our sport. And as he said, that's just really important to keep. I was on a panel last year with Kim Kleister. She didn't want coaching. Darren Cahill and Brad Gilbert, they both wanted coaching. So it seems to run along that line beautifully. Yeah, I think it's tough. I, I don't know what Patrick's talking about hypocrisy, but I, I think the problem is that is the regulation. They just have to reduce what the coaches can say instead of going to this other extreme. It's going to be... A lot, I think, for for you know the banter back and forth on the court and all that kind of stuff. I think is very distracting uh, from from our point of view, from the media point of view these days. It'd be great. It gives us more more to talk about. Uh, but but I don't like it. I like the fact that our sport is unique. You're out there on your own. You figure it out. Obviously, there's coaching involved. So crack down on that. Make it harder and harder for the coaches to do that. And and that's an easier way to deal with it than completely changing our sport. So not a fan of it. All right, well, Coco Goff put out on Twitter who people thought her mixed doubles partner should be, and finally someone just asked her, who's it going to be? She comes out and gives a little coy hint, saying, well, it's, it's an article of clothing. Tracy, I think we know that's Jack Sock. That would be Jack Sock. And can you imagine <laughs> having Jack Sock as your mixed doubles partner at Wimbledon? I would assume Jack's going to continue to play in that ad side. Coco is strong on the deuce side. We want to play against those two very formidable team they could take the title yeah I think that they would be the favorites for me Tracy I think to take the title I think that that's, this was really cute what she did on Twitter they sort of throw that out there and, and, and Jack responding and the whole the banter was fun and and you can't get a better partner than Jack Sox so I think that would be a formidable team um, it'd be really fun to watch them together I heard you were going to change your name to Jan Michael Sweater yeah <laughs> Any truth to that, to, to get a shot at that assignment? No? I already have enough trouble with my name. I don't think we're changing. And Jack's in the qualifying still, so we're hoping he gets through, right? Yeah, been around. All right, and we will take a break. When we come back, we're going to get you the hot shot of the day, get you set up for more action on the grass courts as well when TC Live continues. Back with our hot shot of the day, Tommy Paul getting his grass court game on against Yannick Sinner. Yeah, there were a couple we could choose from this match, but the athleticism from Tommy Paul on the full stretch and just uses that wrist to flip that winner down the line. It was awesome, Jan Mike. He's got fantastic court sets and uses that amazing athletic ability plus that speed to create some just awesome stuff. And a nice win for Tommy Paul to back that up as well. Featured matches coming up. Thursday here on Tennis Channel. It starts with Maxine Cressy back in action against the Britain Cam Norrie and then Taylor Fritz against Alexandra Bublik. Yeah, really excited for so many of those matches, but I again am going to spotlight Simona Halep and Amanda Anasimova. I think either one of those players could actually win the title. They're 1-1 head-to-head on grass. They both are starting to play really well leading up to Wimbledon. Marcos Giron, an interesting test there against Stefano Tsitsipas as well. Giron having himself a nice little run on the grass so far. Yeah, he has, and he played well in the clay courts. Had a great win against Schwartzman at Rome, so he's gotten some more, getting some more confidence out there on the court. Love to see him kind of 
see what he can do against Tsitsipas. But it's, it's one of those matches that Stefano should win uh, on paper, but there's, there's those matches like that where you, you don't win. So it's going to be interesting. We were just checking when Serena would play doubles again with Anjabur. That will be Friday. So they're in the semifinals already. Anjabur was surprised after the match saying, wait a second, we've won two matches. We're already in the semifinals? Well, she's not used to playing doubles at 250s. And she's also not used to getting to the semifinals at doubles. She's 0-3 doubles this year. So she's pretty happy about that. I think she's that. learning a lot this week. And she no really longer is. is. No longer tentative. Today was much, much better tentative from her. But what a lesson to be able to play alongside a champion. I mean, you really see how that champion reacts in between points. That is fantastic. The interplay between them has been great in the post-match interviews, so it's just been a lot of fun. They should mic them up. I would love to hear that. All right, we'll be back. Obviously, a lot more tennis coming at you tomorrow. We will see you then. Have a great Tennis Wednesday.